Welcome to the table. We are the Deck of Many Queers, just a group of queer folk gathered around to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! 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 <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Deck of Queers, on Spotify, on Instagram, and online at deckofqueers.com. And yeah, we are just going to dive right back in if you don't mind. And I hope you don't, because if you do, better speak your piece. We can't hear you, so. So. Where last we left off, our group of trailblazing adventurers had found themselves back on the Pelfera River on the Lazy Bluegill with Ogadorm and the crew. Um, there was a bit of a brief awkward moment where one of the crew, Mardo, tried to, uh, to hit up Flynn. Um, and Flynn was like, um, you misunderstood. And Mardo was like, uh, okay, and ran away. And, um... Yeah, you guys had a few conversations, um, but otherwise you guys made quick work and quick timing of going back up the Pelthera River with no harpies to bother you. Um, yeah, and upon arriving at the edge of the foothills, you guys went in to the, uh, to the land at the edge of the High Grace Mountains. And upon entering the forest at the edge, just the, the barest bones of one, you were met with a couple of orcs that were kind of trailing your group. And you hid from them at first, and then Drusilla, understanding them, realized that they were not necessarily hostile. And you guys spoke with these orcs, and they agreed that you could be allowed to pass if you went back to their village to talk with their chief, Chief Ragasha. And you did so. In doing so, you learned that the orc village of Snugug, uh, Snugug had um, a... Uh, a winged bird person uh, who was healing of a broken wing, an Ericora, in fact, uh, named Quaka, who had been hurt in a fight with one of these peritons, one of these bird creatures that the orcs also spoke of. Ogadorm and your group kind of propositioned the Ericora a little bit about your mining plan, and the Ericora, though a little bit suspicious about your group's and your intention, your group's intentions. Um, did say that she would accept your help uh, getting back to her people um, so that they could properly set her wing. Uh, Verlian did cast Cure Wounds at second level on it, so it is a little bit better off than it was when you guys uh, met her only moments prior. But otherwise, it still needs to be properly set to heal quite correctly. So, we pick up as you guys are leaving this orcish village at the edge of the outskirts of them. And um, yeah, that's where we pick up. So as you guys are leaving, the couple of orcs that had guided you in kind of wave goodbye, uh, going back about their business. There are a couple of child orcs running around, um, just running amok of the place in general, just kind of beating each other up and doing orcish things like that. And you guys leave the village with Quaka who has uh, a, a bit of a kit on her. She has a, a, a large satchel uh, on her hip, dressed in some basic leathers, some basic studded leather. And as you guys are leaving, she, uh, she explains, So, it will be a little bit of a journey up the mountain, afoot. I've never had to make this journey afoot. But I have a little bit of climbing supplies that we always carry on us. And Ogadorm says, Hi! I have some as well. I hope the rest of you prepare to, like I asked you to. And this awkward silence. I mean, I have my hands and my feet and some 
Other supplies could you possibly need? Um, pythons, maybe? Hammers for the pythons? Wait, are climbing we scaling kit? a mountain? Well, yes. <gasps> Exciting! Why did you say so? I did, when I first hired you. Oh, well, I must have been preoccupied with something. Well, you know, um, I'm sure we'll be fine. Right? Rahan and gestures and looks to the others. A lot just kind of yeah, glances around the party. Flashback to the very first meeting. <laughs> the very first ruin. <laughs> I take no responsibility here since I wasn't present for this initial meeting. But, uh, well. There's something I can certainly do to get around here, but that's not going to help the rest of you. Um, I'm... Uh, uh... Loud motorcycle, go away. Um, yeah. You guys uh, continue on the path as you guys are discussing these plans. Um, the mountain looms ahead of you as you guys are at the base of it, and Quaka uh, points to one of the cliff sides, and you see that there are a number of uh, these aviary forms that are kind of making these lazy circles around one of the cliff faces of the mountain doesn't look as far up as you were imagining um, the cliffside she points to. The mountain itself goes higher than that, but she points to one of the cliff faces um, and says, That is where the village is. Very picturesque. Are those your friends? Some villain will point to the flying creatures. The Perryton. They are not friends of mine. Oh, sorry. Are they Aarakocra or are they different? Herring Herringtons? Is that what it was called? <laughs> the Perrytons are carnivorous bird creatures that often hunt us and we hunt them in exchange, of course. Well, they sound positively charming. Not. Let's go. And if we have any luck, we'll be able to kill some of the bastards. Or. Or. We could just. Ride them up the mountain. After. Look. Treasure. <laughs> just looks back at her, like, kind of shrugs. I mean, killing's so easy. If you really want to fuck with them. You ride them up. The mountain, perhaps. That, like, this hand crossbow that's on her hip and says, I'd rather kill them. The less of them there are, the safer my folk are. 
I'll be sure. Don't worry, treasure. I'll be sure to send one your way. You can do your best to tame it. I'm sure we'll all get a kick out of watching you do that. <laughs> Hannon looks from Laura to Treasure, back to Laura, and then looks at Drew questioningly. <laughs> um, so, uh, Quaker looks at you, Rohanan, um, and the dog following at your heels and says, So you said you could climb. Is your dog capable of climbing? Um, you know, we've never really tried, have we, Duchess? Uh, if not, I've got some rope and I can attach it to the armor I got her and I can Such carry her. Any mental image. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright. And uh, you guys maybe, continue for a little while. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could do like a. I forgot what it's called out of character. It's like a ski lift, but like a rope <laughs> from like the top to the bottom and just like carry bodies. That sounds terrible, but like, <laughs> like hook a body up to it and just kind of like clothesline it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But someone has to get up to the top and we have to figure out like what to use for like uh, <laughs> the sticks or whatever that's going to do it. That's the only idea that Treasure puts out there. <laughs> Could work if we figure out what we're gonna use. Well, I mean, I can get a rope up somewhere. That's not the hard part. Always pull on. If we get some, is it called pythons? Pythons? Yeah, pythons. Pythons. We get pythons up. I can jump up there. Well, but. Uh... Ogaderm says, well, I've got some of those, but I've only got about ten. I mean... Got a few. Yeah, Pythons are a stand part of some adventurer's kits. I don't remember which ones. Yeah, I, know I, that I, I think it's the Dungeoneer's kit. Could be, yeah. Because I, I know that I started out with some, but I probably dumped them all because I couldn't carry them all because I'm a weakling. I've got ten myself, so if we can get up the mountain high enough with that. As you guys are traveling, there is a bit of a footpath up part of the side of the mountain, but after about an hour of travel, it quickly becomes clear that you guys are going to very soon need to make your way directly up the cliff face while while it's technically possible to climb it on like knee and foot uh, knee and hands rather it's definitely getting steeper and steeper and um, after about another hour of travel it gets to the point where Quaka is like so at this point we'll need to begin to climb and uh, she pulls out um she has a little hammer and a couple pythons herself. Uh, and Ogadorm pulls out his own kit. Um, and uh, there are like cliff, there are like little faces of mountain that are higher up. 
Uh, there are like pock marks of spaces where a couple of people could possibly stand. But at this point, it is not quite sheer, but it is uh, quite a degree of going upwards. And um, Quaco looks at hand and says, You said you could climb. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at climbing. Alright, and you see that the nearest one's about 15, 20 feet up. Um, well, is she offering me like the hammer and python? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Rahanan will uh, try to climb up and knock the first one in. So with your climbing speed, uh, you are capable of climbing up to this first section, and uh, easily enough you do, and you kind of knock in the first python. And it is not difficult for you to do this. Um, and uh, the next face up is a little bit further up. It is about 20 more feet up. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty easy for you to climb up to the next section and, and knock in another python. As you are knocking in these couple of pythons, um, Quaka, uh, kind of starts climbing a little bit, um, and Ogadorm also is going to follow her, uh, so anybody who is going to start trying to climb, I need acrobatics or athletics. So how high up is the uh, is the, the cliff first, face? The first one is only fifteen feet. Okay. What about the uh, the whole thing, or is it just this is how it is from now on? The highest point up where she has pointed out where her people are is about. It, it looks like it's a few hundred feet up. Okay. Uh. Yeah, Laura considers this. Looks at the the pythons on this whole thing, and is just like, you know, I try not to make a habit of this, but I I don't feel like falling to my death. So she uh, pulls off her clothes. So she's just got her armor below. Just kind of stuffs those into her pack because uh, those don't shapeshift with her properly. But the armor does. And uh, her form more, uh, slowly shifts until it is a copy of Quaker. Okay. So and she's just... you are in the form of a Aarakocra with a broken wing. Um... <laughs> is that exactly how it functions? I, I, I will double read, but I think so. God damn motorcycle. Um, I'm into any humanoid something. of your size that you've seen or back into your true form. Like, the, the main thing with the, the wings is that it's... Um, I don't get the wings ability of a shape I transform into, but I do have native wings, which I can use if the shape that I'm using has wings. Okay. Um... Then I will say it does work, because of reasons. Okay. Cool, cool. Because, I mean, the whole the whole reason for the ability, law-wise, would 
be a lot right. less useful if your target was injured. Yeah, it's it it works because of native wings, not because of this form's wings. Yep, yeah. makes sense to me. Uh, so yeah, it's and uh, she'll start fluttering up the cliff face. She's yeah. You guys see as Laura just like strips down to this strange, well-fitted metal armor. And then just transforms into a copy of Quaka, and Quaka just stares outright and just starts flying up. Totally cheating. Can I uh, wild <laughs> into just something that can climb easily? Um. Uh. Like I don't know. Speed and swimming speed. Uh, it doesn't say anything about. No, I can't. Speed. Yeah, I um, can't. I can't fly or swim, but yeah. But with a why couldn't I like turn into a spider and crawl yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, you can turn into a spider, I would say. And you just start climbing your way up. So for the first time, you all see Drusilla actually wild shape, um, and you see Drusilla's uh, six foot form shrink into that of a tiny itsy bitsy spider. And just starts climbing up. No one step on me, please. Spider gets past her hand. Before, before I wild shape, I'm just like. Don't step on me. And then I watch. <laughs> Rannan screams and then just freezes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Vellian's just gonna shout cheaters after both of them. Oh, I can also shape into a giant. Wait. Max Yar is uh, one fourth. <clears throat> a giant wolf spider <laughs> is one fourth. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you've seen one. I'll say it. I'll say you have. I'm gonna. So I wild shaped into a giant wolf spider, not a tiny spider. Because I don't want to be stepped on. Yeah, I think. Sure. Giant wolf spider comes past. And I can climb 40 feet. Oh no! No! You were told not to! You were told you did see Drew do this. You know it's me! I can't say anything, but you know it's me. Can I roll a wisdom save to see if I kick out or not? Sure, if you get above a 10, you're good. <laughs> I'm dying! Uh, 14, so... Yeah, you're good. So, you know it's um, true, you still freeze and, like, scream out. But you managed not to kick Drew. I, I raised How my, big is the wolf spider? A giant wolf spider is about the size of your palm. So, oh, you know, shit. they're not actually giant, but for spiders, they're pretty big. Oh, god. They're a so giant, pretty. Oh, I'm a sorry. A giant spider. wolf spider in D&D is a medium creature. That is the oh, size of a Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a different... Could, yes. Could yeah. Drew carry treasure? Does treasure get the idea that she could... Tre carry treasure with her new form. No. Does it look... No, it needs, it. Right, gonna... it needs to be a large creature. It needs to be a large creature. And spiders are very squishy. Yeah. So that wouldn't... That wouldn't be fun. Um, okay, I'm just gonna climb. I have 40 feet of climb movement. Is yeah, that and you have spider climb, so you don't need to make any checks. You're good. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so you quickly get ahead of Rohan and who is screaming below. <laughs> The fearsome hunter. <laughs> the conqueror of two night of the hunts. Ah, spider! 
you blame them though? No. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I yeah. If I saw a spider that size, I'd probably scream too, to be honest. And I don't mind spiders, but that's a big spider. That's a big okay. spider. But yeah. it's me. Yeah, but still, it's a big spider. <laughs> Jesus. But I'm cute. I know. Um, just some people. <laughs> You will receive peppings from Laura once when you reach the same point. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Laura doesn't give shit about spiders. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, okay, so the rest of you kind of make this, um... This climb, uh, as you are going up. And with the pythons, uh, you guys are able to kind of make some of this climb. Um... I see treasure. Your acrobatics roll finally came through. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's my first acrobatics roll. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, easily enough. Uh, Verlian acrobatics. Oh, it's have to be acrobatics. Or athletics, whichever you choose. You know what? It doesn't fucking matter. That is a natural one. Oh. Oh, oh so no. So you go to grip the you go to grip the first uh, python. Uh, and you are so low in comparison that you just kind of jump up a little and wag your little feet and just kind of fall on your butt. <laughs> it's too high up for you. Verlian will just lie on the ground, just <laughs> starfish, and just go, I fucking hate tall people. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all of your efforts, uh, Duchess comes up to you and licks your face and also whines. William will just cling to the chest like you are the only one who knows my pain. <laughs> Flynn, acrobatics or athletics? Athletics. Okay. Oh, sixteen. Um, sixteen. Yeah, you are able to uh, make the climb up to the first uh, marker. Rohanan, are you using any rope at this point? Yes. Okay, so to get to the next marker, it's about 20 feet, so you put some rope down. Um, and you see that Verlian and Duchess are still at the bottom. Uh, and, stranger? Uh, yeah. Question. Um, wait, I forgot my question. Oh, <laughs> is there more to climb once I, I reach the top, or am I done climbing? Um, you are steadily climbing to the very top of where the nest okay. is. So, right. you're gonna be climbing for a couple of minutes. But, okay. yeah. But you and, uh... How tall is the Laura mountain side? Um, like... It looks like it is, uh, to the very top. It's a couple hundred feet up. Um, so we're between two and four hundred feet up. Yeah. So you guys are gonna be climbing for a little while. But... Uh, once you get in the rhythm of it, I'm not making you make checks for every single one. It's once you guys get started, you're good. But you guys have to get started <laughs> and figure out how your rhythm is going to work. Yeah, with with my wings, the only the main distance that matters is um, 70 foot because it's uh, it's a small wings rule, which means that I can only I can't I can't begin and end my turn in midair. I have a move of 35, so... Yeah, and there are these little uh, sections of mountain uh, every so often that you can perch on. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, Just checking. So, what are you guys going to do about Verlian and Duchess? 
Are there any paths? But why is no? I think Rhiannon is just resigned to getting up to the top, climbing back down, and making sure those two get back up. Okay. Uh, so, between uh, Ogodorm and Quaka, they have enough titans for you guys to make like a basic pulley system. Uh, with Rohanan's help um, of climb speed, you guys can do such. Um, so, uh, what I need Rohanan to do is I just need a, a single athletics or acrobatics from Rohanan. Okay. Athletics. Uh, 15. Yeah, 15. 15? Okay. Um. So, uh, with a 15, uh, you managed to successfully, uh, with Ogoderm, who is, uh, he has this bum leg, but he's surprisingly good at climbing, because uh, it doesn't really require both legs. Um, he uh, does manage to get up, and the two of you, um, with Quaker's help as well, you managed to set up a basic pulley system where you can get uh, a, your couple of compatriots between Flynn, Verlian, and Duchess. You can get them up to the next side. Um, meanwhile, Treasure, uh, Treasure, you're just like hopping up and you're jumping from one to the other. Um, Treasure, go ahead and give me another acrobatics check. Twenty. Okay. Yeah, with that, easily enough, you make a a good uh, climb of things. Um, pretty easy for you to kind of parkour yourself between these platforms with a couple of. Um, Pythons that are done. In fact, uh, as they start to run out of pythons, you actually go back and get some of the old ones and climb back up with the new ones uh, to, to use them again. And uh, the climb itself will take your group a little while. However, after a, a couple hours of hard climbing, easier for a couple of you, the ones who have really called cheaters, um, you guys start to see that the platform that is a few hundred feet up where the nest itself is, uh, is within view and uh, quickly within range. And as you see this, you see a shadow kind of cresting over you guys. And then you see a second shadow and you see two of these bird-like forms kind of coming out. And uh, you guys are on separate platforms at this point. Um, let me... I didn't hear a map, because I don't really have a map that shows all these little platforms. Um, but you guys see at these... These large... Birds. They're medium-sized mechanically, but these large birds with these kind of antler horns are kind of swooping in, and they're very colorful. They have these bluish feathers with red tips at some of them, and the, they have this mane of feathers uh, that comes around like a line, and this beak of a mouth with these huge antlers. They come kind of flying around, and you see as Quika kind of pauses and grabs at her crossbow. And... Uh, Kind of freezes and just uh, calls down to the rest of your group. There, Harrington's. Be still. You see as they start sweeping. 
them going around. And then they kind of slow down as they kind of get near your group. Then they continue on. And continue around the mountain. They do not seem to have found interest in your large group. Laura relaxes and uh, the electricity coursing around her fist dissipates. You see that the platform on this mountainside where Quaka pointed out before uh, is uh, getting near, it's about 50 feet more up, and as you it after another few minutes, you see that further back on this platform, there are these, uh, as, as you actually cross the platform and pull up and you guys all finally take a breather after this couple of hours of hard climbing, you see that there is a veritable village kind of built into the mountainside. You see these cave holes kind of lightly dug in. Um, and you see uh, on s- these rocky stilts some other houses that are built almost like tree houses but like along the side of the innards of this cliff face uh, the cliff face itself looks like it's a few hundred feet inward and goes in this round kind of clearing opening space to form this large nest like shape with these individual little um, stone huts that are kind of built into the wall uh, these little holes in the wall. And you see at the back, there is a much larger hole um, that looks like it leads possibly into the mountain. And Quaka says, So, we're here. And uh, you see a few other of these bird people creature milling about. Uh, none of them look like they're directly <laughs> flying Sorry. around. Sorry. Um, none of them look like they're directly flying around, but all of them look like they're kind of keeping their eyes on the sky. And as you guys arrive, eyes turn towards you. And a few people kind of, a few of these Aarakocra kind of pause, and Quaka kind of comes to the front of the group and, and uh, barks out something in a very, um, in a very aviary uh, kind of squawking tone. And uh, they kind of nod at her and kind of shuffle about their business. Um, you, it looks like these people are uh, various, all of them are armed with various weapons, mostly crossbows, hand crossbows, and bows. And all of which share the kind of blonde coloration of uh, Quaka. Uh, some of them have a little bit of darker plumage and spots, but most of them share this blonde coloration. Quaka turns to your group and says, So, we're here. If you want to speak to uh, Chief uh, Kirik about your proposition, I can lead you to her. Laura's kindly, uh, quietly going to turn back into Laura. Yeah. Because being a copy of someone else is awkward. Yeah. And Quika noticed what you did, but like didn't question it, but she is looking at you a bit oddly. Um. Yeah. Laura's going to pretend not to notice. Yeah, okay. Um, so, Quika 
uh, informs you that you are at the village of Coral. Q-U-A-R-A-L. Um, and uh, that Chief Kikirik uh, will speak to you in Ogadarm about your proposition. Um, you see that there are a couple of periton, these, these large birds, these very pretty looking birds actually from your view, are still kind of circling the nest um, village, but they don't seem to... They seem to be circling the mountain itself. They don't really seem to be aimed at anything. They sort of seem to be aimless. But Quaka guides you guys to one of the holes in the side of the mountain where this nest is and uh, gestures for you to go in and lead you guys in and calls in with this little chirping noise that is responded with a similar kind of whistle. And uh, you see inside that this hole in the mountain is opened up kind of largely. It's not just a small hole in the mountain. It's dug in and opened kind of wide. And it's very narrow. It's not very deep in at all. It's only about 40 feet deep. And it's about 30 feet up by, uh, by about 40 feet wide. And you see the inside is stuffed with like dry grasses and haze making up a making up like a, a carpet all around here. And inside, you see a couple more of these blonde air cobra. Um, and one particular um, is dressed in these, uh, this kind of decorated, emblazoned, uh, not quite a dress, more like a tunic um, that kind of ends around the knees and has like a belt at the hip and it's emblazoned with uh, various stitch work that kind of makes these feathery patterns across it. It is uh, a shade of, um, it's just a, a plain kind of brown tan shade, but the emblazonings on it are done with this material that glistens like glass. And the, uh, clearly the chief of these people uh, is also decorated with these glass jewelry pieces, this large necklace that hangs the large spherical bubble, and these large kind of round glass earrings. Um, you saw on a couple of the other aircraft in the area, similar glass jewelry, but none quite as large or as elegant. The, uh, the Quaka kind of draws link to this individual and clearly uh, the chief who you heard or called hearing earlier. Uh, there's a small bow back and they exchange a few words in the Arakokra language. And uh, then the chief turns to you all and Pogadorm uh, kind of steps forward and kind of repeats the bow a little bit. And she says, uh, the chief of Kyrie says, So, we have visitors who have brought Quaker back to us. Quaker, you may go. See to your wing. And Quaker nods and gives you guys a final look before leaving. The chief looks at each of you up and down over a, uh, a dark beak. Um, the chief herself has is blonde in coloration, but at the tips of her wings they're kind of reddened in this uh, sort of ombre uh, blonde to red coloration. Um, 
with uh, dark talons on her feet and dark claws on her hands. And the, the beak is darkened as well. And she says, You are... We're about the mines. I here to uh, negotiate the contract with you. We're here to, um, we heard that, uh, I heard, I, I am, excuse me, I am Ligadon Ornos. I am a miner, uh, by trade, and I am a professional at what I do, that's why they call me Ornos, and he kind of taps his nose, and he says, these are my kind of venturing companions, and he introduces each of you, uh, Berlian, uh, this is Rohanan, this is Flynn, this is Lara, this is Treasure, and this is Drusilla. Uh, oh, and this, of course, is the uh, Duchess. Any uh, place to uh, your dog companion. And says, we are here to negotiate about the mines. We, uh... I read that you are mining a certain glass that is very rare and only grows on your veins a certain ore that I'm looking to mine. Called Cordale. And she looks at your group and says, You are all here about our mind. Yes? Um, for the most part, yeah. Interesting. The minds, they are. They go quite deep into the mountains. Are you all capable of going deep into the mountain? <laughs> I almost said a bad joke. I refrained. I mean, we are used to going very deep into things. Yeah. That's exactly what Treasure was gonna say, but I fucking refrained, Amanda. I was gonna say I will. God damn it. I Brown and uh says Is that so? Yes, indeed in, in, Treasure and Laura here are the most experienced at that, I believe. I do like a good tunnel. You can find all kinds of interesting things if you dig around enough. Well... Let me be... explicit here. We have a mine, yes. We have dug a bit into this mine, yes. We have found this glass, yes. And she touches one of the bubbles at her chest. the benefit of allowing strangers to start plumbing the depths of our minds. Nogadorm says, well, any of the, uh, the glass that we find can uh, make an exchange for it. So uh, you get the glass, we get the metals, the order itself, the cordel. And here he says, Question 
wish you all to stand still, gather around, stand just here, and wait for you all to kind of gather. And then she mutters a few arcane words, and she's going to cast Stone of Truth. I need... Saving throws from everybody. I need uh, charisma saving throws from everybody. Or you can choose to fail. But you don't know what she's casting. Rohanan? Eight. Lynn? Charisma. <laughs> Fourteen. Laura? Twenty-two. Silva? 17. Azure? 18. 18. Early 18. Of a dorm. Oh, that's 15. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> she looks at your group, uh, and uh, specifically, she looks towards Rohanan and Flynn. It says, the rest of you resisted my spell. It is a spell to ascertain truth. The two of you, I will hear from and only the two of you. Goddamn. Oh, she says, What are your true intentions here? Oh. Well, I just want to make money. <laughs> Kind of bark out of people at that. Well, I was I was hoping that the metals we find we could use to uh, make weapons for us. Um, I was also hoping to find a, a bit more of whatever is happening in these mountains. Works a brow and says, So, are you here to represent this man? And she gestures towards Oak Dorm and his mining operation, then. Um, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, since he's the one paying. <laughs> Where he holds no ill intent towards Coral. Well, as far as I can tell, no. Seems like uh, any other enterprising dwarf. Yeah, I haven't heard anything of that nature. Either. <laughs> and you, you ask about the mountain itself. Why? Well, I'm sure you must have an idea, right? Harsh winters, weird vicious creatures, mass displacement of the normal 
creatures in their habitats? Life destroyed? She goes over to a small table behind her and picks up a, a goblet. It's a bit oddly shaped. Um, and she kind of puts her beak inside and there's like you, you get the you get the assumption that she's sipping from it in the way that Eric Coker do Eric Coker do, um, and then sets it down and waves her hand and you the two of you can feel the spell dispel and she says very well if indeed this. working relationship we will have with you. And he says, uh, yeah, I. Ogadorm, I. That was it. Hmm. There are two things going on here. And she points between the two of you, Rohanan and Ogadorm. There's the mines, and there's what you ask. The easiest to answer is of the mines. We will strike a tentative agreement provided that you keep up your end of this bargain. Meanwhile, um, Real quick, because my quality my quality dropped earlier. Did it go back up? Yeah, you'll find them. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, as far as the mountains go, there is something strange about the winters of late. They've been harsher. And the creatures around here have become more vicious. But the only things we have to worry around about around here are the Perryton, and those we can mostly handle ourselves. Except when we can't, and she gestures towards the door where Quaker left. The problem with the mountains, with the mines specifically, is that there is something within them. There are noises coming from within them. And we don't know what. We have not investigated deeply for... Our people are... How do you say? We... We are not so fond of tight spaces. And as deep as we got in the mines, there are... Tight spaces. Treasure just fucking bites her fucking tongue. Yep. If you all are capable of going into the mines and discovering what lies within and dispersing of such problematic potentials, then we will strike an agreement. Does that sound fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that well, sounds fair. I'm down. Question, though. 
to uh this is the chieftain right yes the chief chieftain yeah okay um treasure is like question though do you uh you make those glass bobble necklaces or uh yes someone here in here you do can no, you make me one if i break my glass it is one of our crafters our artisan Can you do it, though? You wish for one of your own. I think, think I am half harpy at this point. She'll kind of like show the feathers that she's collected from the harpy, and I think she got feathers from something else, too. If you wish oh. for one of the baubles, if you bring back the material and... If you do this, then I will ask for them to make a single bauble with which you can keep. She'll just grin. Sounds good to me. You will see Yalarak afterwards, but not until you clear out the mine. Whatever might be inside. Right. Does she have feathers that are coming off of her? Or does it look like, are there feathers just like out in the tribe? Do they lose their feathers at points? Or do they just molt, but have like, them? Yeah, they molt, but they uh, there aren't like feathers lying around. They clean up after themselves. Valid. Does this chief have really pretty colors on her feathers? Describe what she looks like. It's like golden and like red tipped, right? Yeah, like blonde to red. Treasure is just eyeing them, contemplating, asking for one. Does she know if it, if, if like taking off a feather is like taking off a fingernail or something? Like, is that in the same comparison, or is it like a, a little piece of hair or something from like an arm? Treasure will look towards her feathers. Could I have a feather too? Sounds good to me. Very well. The mine is the largest crater in the nest at the back there. You can begin immediately. Oh. I hope you don't mind working at night. Because by this point, it's closing in on night. Before we, we go, um, do you think that Whatever is down there is what's affecting the region. I think so, no. I think it's merely some cave-dwelling creature. I don't suppose you have any clues beyond that. It skitters. You didn't see any web webbing down there? No, but we did not go in very deeply. Okay. Well, <clears throat> no time like the present, as they say. And uh, she kind of gestures for you guys to leave. 
And, uh, assuming you do, uh, Ogadorm, uh, excitedly, uh, kind of shuffles out in his, uh, dwarven shuffle way. Uh, and says, Hi, alright, this is exciting, we've got tentative approval, now we can go check out the mine. Treasure will just look over at Ogadorm, Dorn, yeah, and fine. give him, like, yeah, give him, like, a look that is just death. And say very quietly to him, If you try anything against us, I know we have that contract, but if you try anything, I'll throw you off the side of this mountain. Understood? Paying you all, if anything, I should be threatening a lot of you. Which, Just speaking making of, sure. Which, speaking of, and, um, he, uh, where did I write down? Uh, so I agreed to pay you half up front. Once we arrived here at the at the mine, and we're here, aren't we? Oh yes. So I don't know if I should be paying all of you. And he kind of looks over at Treasure, kind of warily. So so I'll, I'll pay. Uh, you, you seem to be the most um, responsible of the sort. And he's going to uh, reach into his pack and uh, hand uh, Drusilla a. Uh, aside from you being a giant spider and all. Uh, he's gonna hand you a pouch. I I thought I'd I'd already like came back to my normal form by now. You did, you did, you did. Okay. He's talking about earlier. Alright, alright, I'll all take right. the Yeah. Um what did he agree to pay you guys? A hundred gold total? Yeah, hundred gold total. Okay. Yeah, so there's fifty gold in the pouch. There's fifty okay. I'll keep it for now and I will distribute it when we're in, when we have all the money in when there's no need for it. So just mark down you've got the 50 gold for the party funds yeah. right now. Alrighty. Laura definitely uh, watches that pouch go away. <laughs> I mean, I am literally the most trustworthy person in this party. <laughs> you are, which is the only reason why she's not saying anything. Yeah. It's a dwarven shuffle, but with a limp, so you got, you gotta remember the limp. <laughs> Every damn shuffle Sorry. That brings okay. me back memories. Copyright. That is such an old song. Oh my god. Don't That's copyright us. We don't. We can't afford it. That's a cursed song. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, as you guys approach the mine, um, it is dark inside, um, and, uh, some of you have dark vision, some of you don't. It is approaching night, and, um, yeah, that is where we're gonna end today's session. Dun dun dun. dun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> To our listeners, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Queers for announcements whenever we upload new content. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time here at the Deck of Mini Queers. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.